0: To episode six, the season one finale of Maxology. Today is Friday, December sixth, twenty nineteen. I'm Max Weinswag alongside Brian Penzek. How you doing, Brian? As
1: usual, doing good. How are you, Max? I'm good, Brian.
0: We've made it to the season finale.
1: Yes, and it's been it's been a long and windy road of six whole episodes, and you know, sitting here in this chair quite an adventure.
0: It, it really it really has been. We've, been. we've been having a lot of fun, a lot to get to today. I have uh, a guest on the show that is, is pretty special, and I'm glad he could make it. Uh, wanted to start things off with a good luck to everybody on your finals next week. We're coming around the corner with finals, and I have four. already had three uh, last week, or this week, and it was tough. Hey, okay. we're here. We got to do it. It's challenging, but it's why we're college students. That being said, moving on to kind of more interesting stories, I would say, that imagine your favorite wild animal. And then imagine that wild animal mistaking it for a pet, and you see it on the side of the road, and you pick it up. There was a dog, so to speak, rescued by a driver, and apparently the dog isn't a dog, it was a wild coyote. (laughs) <laughs> Staked it for a wild coyote. A uh, guy from Manitoba. stories out of uh, UPI.com. Guy out of Manitoba in Winnipeg in Canada.
1: Oh, okay. Well, it's
0: Canada. That makes sense.
1: <laughs> yeah. so what do th- you expect? <laughs> yeah,
0: he thought he thought it was a German Shepherd or Husky, but it was a wild animal. And he lo- apparently the animal was hurt. Actually, he put it in his back seat and drove it to work. And the coworker told
1: him that it was a wild coyote. Yeah, dude, they're a hardy people. Like, you know, if if I was a Canadian, I would have a pet moose. Um, Why moose? Because, dude, moose are cool. They're like, just, they're like deer, but deer plus, you know? Deer plus. Honestly, that's true.
0: I think that uh, if I had to choose a pet, not a pet, but, you know, just one for the ride, so to speak, I'd choose a lion. If it was docile and didn't bite me or do anything, uh, apparently this coyote was one years old and it was really strong so i don't know how much i would want a lion in my car but it'd be pretty fascinating to see hey yeah like come on and treat a lion as a dog and see what happens
1: you could uh you could be like ricky bobby but with a lion just driving around facing your fears and getting mauled at the same time i guess well, the lion's ball or is that just a tiger thing i think it's a tiger thing okay but, so that, that happened, Canada. What you got going on over there?
0: Not, you're right, though. Anything can happen in Canada.
1: Anything can happen here, dude. We're just as crazy, but like. But it's less. It's can, less Canada's su- like far away, so we don't. It, it's different. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> it's less. I think it's less surprising when it happens to people other than Americans.
1: Yeah. I
0: mean, I feel like we've got Florida, so. We do have Florida, and those nine year olds driving 20 miles
1: per hour below the speed limit or something different. I was more referring to like the random alligator attacks and bath salt crazed people running down the street, like biting faces off. Well, I don't stuff. think there's like, any
0: difference between alligators and ninety year old people driving, but that's just me.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: moving, <laughs> moving to uh, to another story, guy in Arizona. So this is an American story. This came out of Tucson. He claims a Taco Bell saved his life after the taco after he was missed by a bullet. Here's how the story goes. He was driving normally, driving down the street. And he had just gotten taco from Taco Bell. And so naturally, he rolled up his windows to make sure his taco didn't fly out the window. As he was driving by, someone sh- shot bullets at him towards his window. And he was, it was in the passenger side. So he says that if he never got this taco, his windows would have been rolled down because in Arizona, nice weather. Windows would have been rolled down and he might have been shot. So he blames all of it to Taco Bell. He went right back the next day to Taco Bell. And bought everything off the menu, and said thank you for saving my life. Wrote a nice letter to the executive office of Taco Bell because hey, folks out there, if you want to get like not hit by a bullet on a drive-by, get
1: some tacos. Tacos save lives. That's that's that's, I, that's the I, meaningful takeaway from this. We should get that on a shirt. Tacos save lives. We can make that happen. I I think that we, we should have a partnership a with tacos. A partnership with tacos or Taco Bell. Either or. I say we. Just if we're saying that tacos. we're sponsored by
0: tacos, that's not copyright infringement.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Maxology
0: yeah. sponsored by tacos.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, i mean, honestly, I don't really eat tacos that much. I should eat more tacos. I feel like there's not enough tacos in my life, but that's okay. But so he, this is his quote from him.
0: I opened the door, took a look around it, and then I hear this pop, 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 pop. He said. So I got in my car and continued driving.
1: What was that accent you were just doing?
0: <laughs> so that's, that was my. What that was my, that? What was that even supposed to be? <laughs> that was my other
1: person accent.
0: So like not oh. me. It was it was explaining what he may have sounded like.
1: Okay, I always go into like a Mr. Hanky voice for my other person accent. Or not even Mr. Hanky. It's like, hello there. This is ah. Oh, what's happening now? I don't know. Just a high voice is significant of another person. That's what all people sound like to me. All
0: people sound like you in your head? Yeah. Like, they all high-pitched voices?
1: <laughs> no, like, I don't hear it, but, like, it just, if you think about everything that way, everybody's just like, eh, nah, 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 like, everything's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I hope you imagine your professor
0: sounding like that. Oh, I do. All the time. <laughs> so this is kind of crazy. As a kid, I would always play the arcade games at the beach, whether it was the claw game or the, the horse game where you would throw the ball, and if you thought the ball in the hole, the horse would move up. The claw game was the most difficult, by far. The, the claw game was super challenging. He, the game where you go in, you pull a toy out, etc. Some kid in China got into the claw machine, and the firefighters had to go in and take him out of the claw machine. He somehow got stuck in it. I'm assuming what had happened was, he went down the, the slot where the prizes come out, and he was small enough to be able to go through it. And next thing you know, the mom looked, and the mom saw her son right into the claw machine.
1: I think he should get all the prizes for that, personally. That's fascinating. How do you... What would you do if you got stuck inside a claw machine?
0: I would hope that there was a lot of great prizes. But, like, what if it was just, like, bubblegum? Then you're kind of screwed. I mean, nah, first, I would, first of all, why are you playing the claw machine if you're getting bubblegums on price? Like,
1: I would, I would feel pretty screwed over. Like, if I managed to get... All the way inside the claw machine, and there were all these little bubbles, and they had things in it, and it was just, like, bubble gum. Like, why the hell did I climb inside a claw machine at that <laughs> Yeah, <exactly. laughs> that's just, So there must have been something... I guess that's bad on my part. But, there must have been something in this
0: claw machine <coughs> that this kid was fascinated by, and he ended up doing it. He wasn't injured, just normal, casual day in China taking a kid out of a claw machine. I guess so, dude. Um... Last story here. Everybody listening should look this up. It's adorable. There is a dog who grew an extra tail out of his forehead. I'm going to show a picture to Brian right now. There's a dog that grew a tail out of his forehead. It was a birth defect, and he's called narwhal. Yeah, it kind of looks like like an Elvis hair thing. So Google dog with second tail, and you'll see it. And this dog is, is super cute and cuddly, and his name is Narwhal, fittingly, because he's a unicorn dog. He's a unicorn dog. Can it wag? No, it can't. Oh. It, it Apparently, it does nothing abnormal. It's just almost like a cosmetic thing, and they don't even want to remove it. Uh, There's a second tail coming out of his forehead. Huh. Strange. So, yeah. I wanted to... I know you wanted to talk about something. Folks, let me plug Brian real quick, or I'll have the chance. For those of you who don't know Brian... He is a one of a kind musician he has—he is the creator of the Maxology song and I was given the privilege to listen to it before it came out and I have been so happy that it was made in the first place Brian I, I, I know you're going to take the floor here and, and talk about what you have going on but I wanted to make certain that people knew that you are an outstanding musician
1: Thank you, Max. I appreciate the compliment. I wouldn't go that far, but uh, I I do my best. Um, Yeah, so basically I've got an album coming out on January 11th. You should check it out. It'll be on all major platforms. It's called Elusive Conducive. Uh, No fancy band name, just my name is the artist's name, Brian Penzak. We got a while until then, but the album explores various topics. You can listen to it for yourself and you know, share it with your family and friends if you like it email the show let me know what you think i'll get it i'd be happy to hear feedback so yeah
0: guys you should totally do that i'll be able to help brian out with uh showing it off to people uh that'll be a lot of fun that being said i'm going to transition now into bringing my guest onto the show and here he is my best friend from home josh Tow. And we, <laughs> this is the second, time we had, the second time we had to do this because uh the first time we only recorded five seconds of the whole uh thing so we're just gonna run it back real quick uh, for those who don't know josh and i have been friends for the longest time went to preschool together uh josh actually was the one who got me to start this whole podcast we were we were always talking about it throughout high school and and when we when we were in camp together over the summer, and, and now this is official, so I, I owe a part of that to Josh, and we made this whole thing happen, and first time on the show, and we, we made it work.
2: Yeah, and it, I've, I've been a listener since day one, and uh, I love every episode. So Josh goes to University of Michigan. University of Michigan, go blue. An economics major.
0: Yeah, economics first, major. first time I said it was economy, and, and that was rough, so economics major. Yep. Uh, Talk to me about Michigan. How warm is it?
2: (laughs) Yeah, so here's what a typical Michigan year looks like in terms of weather. So you get there in August, September. It's pretty summer. It's, like, summer. uh, And then you get fall, and fall's just kind of contained within October because, for some reason, every, like, Halloween and, like, November 1st that I can remember, it snowed. Every single year that I've been there, freshman year, uh, sophomore year, junior year, it has snowed. And it just gets really cold in November, and then it gets a little bit fall again, and then winter. And then it's just winter basically until, like, March, where it'll be, like, a couple weeks of winter and then, like, two days of spring, and then a couple weeks of winter and two days of spring. And it's like that really until, like, the end of April, and that's when spring starts. Wow sheesh
0: yeah i i don't know that i could be in a place where there's cold like that all the time i mean what are your what are your tips for people who who like are going through the cold
2: yeah uh well for one thing with michigan it's not as bad because everybody's dealing with the cold together so we're all kind of suffering together which is nice but um first thing you're gonna want to buy a good coat like a really good quality coat i'm not saying you got to drop like a thousand dollars on a canada goose and i do literally hey, for mean the it.
0: people who go to michigan i mean they might
2: oh no 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 they're, they're there's some people with, <laughs> with loaded pockets at Michigan, but like you don't have to. I don't have a Canada Goose. I have a really nice jacket from LL Bean. Okay. Um, quality. But you want to get like a really good coat uh, for when it gets like real, real cold because it can get really, really cold, and you're gonna want a jacket for those. But otherwise, you really want to wear layers. You, I always wear like a long sleeve shirt and then a sweatshirt and then I have my jacket over it. Um and then I usually have gloves and a hat in my uh, jacket pockets and then I always put those on. So definitely want those. You're going to want good boots too because it gets really icy and really snowy. Uh so you really want good boots cuz otherwise your shoes are just going to get destroyed. There's a there was a basketball game last year that I was walking back from and it was so icy on the street. It literally took me like a half hour to get back cuz I didn't wear boots. It was oh. awful. Uh and then my last tip, make sure you get good Bluetooth headphones. Because uh, my Bluetooth headphones that I have, I have Beats Solo 3. Um, wearing those, if they're out in the cold too long, they will automatically shut off uh, to conserve, like, the battery life. So sometimes I'll be walking back, and the battery will just die in my headphones, and then I can't listen to music. And then I'm cold and bored that's, all the way back.
0: That's a tragedy. If you don't have gloves, are you screwed? Are the coat pockets enough for your
2: hands? Uh, no, I... I would recommend getting good gloves. Okay. Uh, gloves are not that expensive. You don't need to spend fat stacks on your gloves, but you're definitely gonna want gloves. And usually you have like a, a beanie or like a hat, something with you, something to keep your ears warm because your ears get real cold. Sounds good. So
0: for those of you who don't know, big sports school was Michigan. And Josh, Josh honestly wasn't into sports until probably he actually got to Michigan. Uh, used to be like a, a huge drama kid choir uh all of the artistic things you, you were really into but sports just wasn't it so so talk, talk me through that like what what changed for you
2: yeah so honestly the culture in Michigan really did it like when when I go to a football game at Michigan there's 110,000 other people there in the big house and there's just an infectious spirit and energy there I, I remember very clearly my first Michigan game getting into the stadium like, holy cow, there's just so many people here and from that I'm like, I need to learn everything about football. This is amazing. So the first game I went with my roommate uh, Sam. we had our tickets like uh, signed next to each other and the whole time I'm like I just kept asking him I'm like what why'd that happen? Why is this happening? was what's that signal why why is he doing that with his hands poor sam oh no sam sam hated me for the first part but i figured it out pretty quick and then by the end of the season i i had it all figured out um and it's just it's the infectious culture and for football and for basketball i've always been able to follow basketball i played rec basketball when i was younger uh, i scored one point in three years of rec basketball you know if that says anything about my athletic ability. <laughs> But that was the year when Michigan was real good. We made the Final Four, made the national championship game, and that those moments, especially with the Jordan Pool buzzer beater, those are just moments I'm never going to forget. Like those moments are really critical in my Michigan experience. So I like Michigan football, Michigan basketball; those are like ingrained in me. Now, for a lot of people that go to Michigan, hockey is really big. I've been to like one hockey game. It's fun, but do they I, play the same in the same arena as basketball? As they do? No, 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 no. They have a separate like hockey arena. It's the okay. Uh football's in the big house, basketball is in Chrysler Center, and then uh uh hockey's in Yost. Yoast. Yost Arena. Yoast Arena. It's, it's named after like an old football coach.
0: That's sweet. Um, so yeah, all of a sudden Josh became in the sports, and, and here's a funny thing. After like a year of not seeing Josh, like as soon as he went to Michigan and we came back on Thanksgiving and winter break, and Josh talk to me about sports i was talking to a new to new, totally new person because you go through your whole life never talking sports to him ever and then all of a sudden josh is spitting out names and stats of players and like projections of where they might land and like the nba or nfl i was stunned so we're glad we're glad josh converted to sports
2: my my family thought that i was like abducted <laughs> by an alien or something when i came back for thanksgiving because i was just talking about like yeah like we ran the rpo really well and they were like how do you know what an RPO is? Yeah. So
0: that, that was wild. Um, I I wanted to ask you about Michigan football games. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about a night game, night football game in Michigan,
2: a night football game in Michigan. So, uh, the, the entire experience of a night game is absolutely incredible. So, It's nice because I can spread out like my I can do other things during the day because if if for a noon game, I'll like get all ready for the game and then like I'll go to the game. And afterwards, I just get so exhausted from being out. Um, I can't really be productive for the rest of the day. But for a night game, I have a little bit more time to like, you know, get some stuff done during the day. What I'm doing right now is I'm pulling up on my phone a video from uh, the Wisconsin night game last year. And I'm going to show it to Max. Just so he can get an idea of like what a Michigan night game looks like. Uh, it's loading from Snapchat, so it might take a second. This is crazy. So essentially, what I'm looking
0: at right now is a sea of yellow and blue. Maze
2: and blue, maze and blue, maze and
0: blue. I'm sorry.
2: Uh, they, this is um. We were destroying Wisconsin last year, and they started playing Jump Around, which is like Wisconsin's song. So I got a video of that. It, it's honestly just incredible. It's going to a Michigan football game is something you need to do. it's it's unlike anywhere else. So folks,
0: if you ever want to go to a, a great football game, definitely swing by a, a a Michigan game. They're playing Ohio State coming up. We would have known we would know by the time this is getting out
2: there, we're gonna know the score, but josh, you're you're confident. you're confident a little bit. I'm confident that we will cover the spread. so <laughs> the the spread that I saw it favors Ohio State by eight and a half, which, I think is the lowest that they've been favored by this whole season, which says something about how they think Because Michigan. We've been on the up and up. We started off the season real slow, um, but we've been playing really well since the second half against Penn state. Uh, and I, I feel really confident that we can cover the spread and only lose by a touchdown or a field goal. Do you if like- we, if we win and we upset number one, Ohio state, I'm going to lose my mind, but I
0: <laughs> you should.
2: Do you like Jim Harbaugh? Um, I think he gets a lot more hate than, like I, I. think the Michigan fan base is very impatient. I, I think he was taking a program that was below 500, and three out of his first four years, he t- he took that team to 10 and 3. I mean that's impressive. That's real impressive. Uh, yes, he's not beaten Ohio State, but also Ohio State has consistently been one of the best teams in the country every year, and it takes a while. Dabo Sweeney, the the Clemson head coach. People don't realize this, but it took him after five seasons to beat uh, Clemson's big rival, South Carolina. It took him five seasons. He lost to South Carolina five years in a row. And Harbaugh has gotten a lot of flack because he hasn't beaten Ohio State. But I think you just need to give time for a rebuild to go. Um, he, he's been getting really good coordinators. We just got Alab- one of Alabama's offensive coordinators, um, Josh Gaddis as our offensive coordinator. And the other their other offensive coordinator is now the head coach in Maryland. And at the beginning of the season when Maryland was doing real well and uh, our offense was struggling, everyone was like all, all my friends that, you know, go to Maryland, they're like, Oh, G- Loxley's so much better, Gaddis is nothing and now it's it's because Maryland's kind of trash right now and Michigan's at least on the up and up, looking like a top ten, top fifteen <laughs> team. So
0: not, not to switch topics here, but we're going to switch topics and, and, <laughs> and we're, and we're going to talk about something that I actually forgot to mention on the first take. Oh, my God. So, Josh, talk to me. Talk Ooh. to me about this story that you have about your friend walking into something.
2: Yeah, so one of my good buddies up in Michigan, um, he he graduated last year, but he was on a fifth year, so he's he's a little bit older. He's like 20 three, 24, something like that. Um, he has had a long-term girlfriend. They've been dating since like high school, um, very long time. They have like a house together in uh, Ypsilanti, which is about 30 minutes away from Michigan. And uh, my boy, he, uh, his nickname is BK. Uh, it's just his initials of his name. So I'm going to call him BK. BK comes home and he he just walks into a giant lesbian orgy that uh, his his girlfriend is is participating in, so she's in it.
0: She's I, not just she's not just looking. No, like no, she's no. Cool she is,
2: she's she's there. She's there. <laughs> wow. Did he did he ask to join? You know, I don't fully know what <laughs> happened after, but I I know at least from my standpoint, I don't think I would join. I would probably just yell at everyone to get the fuck out of my house.
0: See, I I I, I understand that point of view. But also, if there's, a, I mean, orgies consisting of how many people? You think like at least four?
2: I, I do not know the exact number.
0: <laughs> well, we'll swolgers constituted as four. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you, Josh. Man, if my girlfriend's going at it with four different girls, I,
2: I I don't know, man. I might take the shot. I might I might like grow a pair and be like, you know what? See, see, for me, uh, in my relationship with my girlfriend, I I see. I think intimacy is really important the fact that there's only like the two of us and i think adding more people i would just get real awkward and real uncomfortable in the realism of it like in, in the in a realistic setting if if are just if max max <laughs> if it's a realistic setting you just walk in and there's like 10 girls just all all like licking each other's pussies <laughs> like would would you really really go in and just drop your pants and be like, "All right, it's it's time, it's time to get <laughs> okay. down"? Okay, <laughs> maybe not like that. See, see, that's what, like that. that's what you're saying. That's what you're saying. You do.
0: Okay, in real life situation, maybe I would treat it differently. Maybe I give them the privacy they needed, <laughs> but also see, like
2: the thing is, is it would be happening in my house because that that was BK's house. So I'd I'd yell at everyone to get out. And I oh, was happening in my house. It was happening at his house. If, yeah. Then
0: that's that gives you uh, what do you call it? What, that's your squatters'
2: rights. Pro- yeah, you do that's not right. what squatters' rights is. <laughs> no, it's like loitering. Well, yeah, I, I mean, but they're like they're like with his girlfriend. It's also her house. It's a very complicated situation. It, oh, it, that's a
0: gr- that's one of the best
2: complicated situations I've that's ever a, that's, heard of. That's that's gray zone right there. <laughs>
0: it, it's like the danger zone. It's, it's a one. It's a, it's a one to ten on the y-axis of danger and crazy.
2: That that's a highway straight to the danger zone.
0: <laughs> so, uh, wrapping up here. And, and let me know what the, the listeners out there are thinking about this um, because, I mean, let me know what you would do if, if you walked into your significant other in an orgy of the same
2: sex. Tweet, tweet, at, uh, <laughs> tweet at Max, yeah. hashtag uh, what would I do <laughs> yeah. for, for your responses about what you would do if you walked in and there, your girlfriend was participating in a giant lesbian orgy in your house.
0: I can't wait to see the
2: responses. Uh, (laughs) um, I I just filled your Twitter with so much (laughs) shit.
0: Um, So, Josh, how's the semester looking for you? How's it been, and and, uh, are you going to finish strong here coming up with finals?
2: Yeah, so um, I'm in two upper-level economics classes, uh, Econ 401, which is Intermediate Microeconomic Theory, which is basically Econ 101 but using a lot of calculus and derivatives. And then an Econ two fifty one, which is econometrics, so it's like advanced statistics, uh, but specifically for econ majors. And those those are honestly going really well. Um, I I'm like I've been pretty good at math my whole life, so um, those classes aren't. Too I bad. can
0: attest to that.
2: <laughs> Josh literally
0: helped me throughout my calculus in high school.
2: Yeah. Uh, and then my other two classes, I'm taking taking two classes through Ross, which is the, the business school up at Michigan. I'm taking a marketing class and the this class called TO, which stands for technology and operations. So it's like supply chain management, revenue management, um, basically learning like how to run a business, but like from an order point standpoint, like how much of something should I order like based on demand? Like how do I meet supp- uh, demand with supply? It's actually a really interesting class. So Honestly, my recommendation for anyone thinking about taking classes for college is just find classes that, you know, they, they might not apply to your major or your minor, but you just think will be like useful later in life or just interesting classes. I've taken so many classes that are real interesting that might not have any use. Um, True. True. Shout out extreme weather. <laughs> um, but I, I learned some cool facts from those classes. Like uh, I, I, the hottest time of day. Guess when the hottest time of day is, Max? Um... 2 p.m. It's 4 p.m. Oh. It's 4 p.m. It's when the sun, uh, the earth is like absorbing the most amount of radiation and it's sending back to the sun the least amount of radiation. Wow. So it's the hottest at 4 p.m.
0: Well guys you heard it there folks if you have any questions about supply demands <laughs> lesbian orgies uh, send them to Josh
2: his please, Twitter please, is please do not send me questions <laughs> about lesbian orgies.
0: His, his Twitter is 255 T O W. His Instagram is Josh Tao underscore. His Facebook is Joshua Tao. Send them his way, Josh my man. Thank you so much for coming on the show.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me. Can't wait to uh, listen to this when I go to the gym. I always listen to this when I go and work out on Friday. So I can't wait to hear how uh, how it all turns out. All right, man. Have a safe trip home. Yeah, of course. All right.
0: That was a lot of fun having Josh on the show. We've known that guy for, for a million years, it seems like. Uh, Brian, guys at home, girls at home, what would you do if your significant other was in an orgy with the same sex, and and you're there just kind of pondering yourself.
1: So, like, at what point in the orgy am I walking into the room? Probably, I would assume, <clears throat> like, in the middle. In the middle. Okay. Are her friends attractive? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Use your imagination. Like, I feel like with a question like this, there's a lot of factors that determine how my reaction would be. I feel like at first I'd be a little pissed off, but then, you know, you gotta find a way to, like, laugh about things. So, that, part of me would hate it, but part of me would love it. I understand. Well, guys, episode six is, is
0: coming to a close. and Season one of Maxology is also coming to a close. What a ride and journey it has been. I'm glad this whole thing started. It's been so much fun. Every single episode, every topic we've talked about, every guest we've had on the show, thank you. Next semester, we're going to get bigger. We're going to get better. Five-week break. Wow. We'll start it up syllabus week next week. Happy holidays, everyone. Enjoy your winter break. Good luck on finals next week. You got them. Keep, keep, keep it up. Study hard. For Brian Penzack, I'm Max Weissweig. You always get to where you're going by walking away from where you've been. It's been an awesome time, and I'll see you guys next year.